This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. We're going to spend the next hour or so with you, taking your calls at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And this hour is devoted to hopefully informing you and putting you at ease if you have been terminated you think you're going to be terminated if you have been offered a buyout package. And we're going to touch on some of the employees at our two biggest newspapers. They were offered buyout packages. I've got some questions for you, Lior, on that. But first, I want you to tell me what crossed your desk this week that really jumped up at you. Thank you, Manny. A real pleasure to be back here and talking about employment law, workplace rights, everything to do with your rights on the job. It's very, very important topics. A lot of people have questions. I get questions all the time in my office, and, and we're taking this opportunity uh, till 6 p.m. today to, to talk about this and answer questions. Maybe you're, you had a bad week last week and you want to know whether what happened to you was, was legal or appropriate. Well, you know, give us a call. Let's chat about it. Let's try to, as you said, Manny, put people's minds at ease. And to get us uh, warmed up and started, let me tell you about a, a matter that uh, came across my desk uh, this week. And because I think our, our listeners are going to find uh, interesting, valuable uh, lessons there uh, for their situations. So I got a call. Actually, this was right after our first show, Manny, which was two weeks ago today. Uh, I got a call from a very, very nice lady that heard the show. She was uh, let go from her job the previous Thursday. And uh, she had worked in the sales position for four years. And when she was let go, her employer said, I'm going to pay you four-week severance. Uh, she really didn't know if it was appropriate or not. She, she really couldn't know where to begin. And then she heard our show, and she called me at the office uh, on the Monday, and I told her, well, wait a second. Uh, not only is four weeks not adequate, you're, in fact, owed six months' pay. Uh, six months' pay. She was uh, 48 years old. She had a sales position, and she worked there for four years. Uh, and the reason why I'm telling you about this is because just uh, before the weekend on Friday, we resolved the matter on the basis of six months pay for her, which uh, including her salary and, and the value of her benefits was about $30,000. So the difference, the delta for her was about $25,000, $26,000. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this, Manny, it's not because this is a unique case. There's nothing unusual or even special about what I just told you. These types of situations come across my desk every single day of the week. They're very common where people are offered pennies on the dollar. Over 90% of people, Manny, are offered inadequate severance. And I don't mean inadequate in that, well, they should have been offered uh, six months pay and they were offered five months pay. I'm talking inadequate when in situation where they were, they're, people are offered pennies on the dollar. Uh, and the other reason why I'm telling you this, Manny, is that these issues are simple to resolve. It's one thing if uh, you know this would take years to resolve and it would be extremely complicated and long. What would be the point of doing that? Probably not much. But there's e these matters are easy to resolve. We started this matter uh, less than two weeks ago. We resolved it before the weekend. And, and she can now move on with that cushion knowing that she has more time to find another job. She has to pay her mortgage. She, she has to pay for her kid's education. And now she knows that she has six months' income that is her cushion. It's her insurance policy to find that next job 
That's why it's so important to make sure that you never, and I mean ever, accept what you're offered. You always have to take the time and be responsible to ensure that what you've been offered, in fact, corresponds with your legal entitlements, because Manny, as I've said, in most cases, that's not going to happen. Well, in this case, she went from four weeks severance to six months, thanks to Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. If you have a question for Lior, we're taking your calls live here at CKNW today, 604-280-9898, 604-280-9898, or star 9898 on your cell. You can reach Lior through the week, toll-free, 1-855-821-5900, or email him at help at employmenthour.com, help at employmenthour.com. I would think, Lior, that when a person is offered a severance package and they take a look at in this case this lady was offered four weeks after working in that sales job for four years she had no idea how to calculate her entitlements i mean most lay people those not in your profession as a labor lawyer employment lawyer would know how to a calculate and maybe you can tell us that i know for example it's based on sometimes years of service the, the position you're in on the job etc etc yeah, and, and not only are people not aware of, of how they calculate, you can get all this misinformation when you go online, even going on the Ministry of Labor's website, uh, you, you find information that not either is wrong or only tells you a small portion of how it is. So, so as you've just said, Manny, uh, a person's termination entitlements are based on a number of factors. The main factors are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So the longer you work, the older you are and the more senior a position you have, the more severance is owed to you. Now, it, it's not then a, a linear connection between length of service and number of, uh, and amount of severance. A lot of people think, well, if I lose my job, I get a week's pay for every year or, or two weeks pay for every year. That's completely wrong. In, case, in some cases, depending on your age, position, and length of employment, you could get several months pay for every year. And, and in some situations, especially with short service employees, the amount of severance could exceed the length of employment. Short service employees are treated disproportionately better than longer service employees. So you may have an employee that's worked for a company for a few months, and even after a few months could be owed a few months pay. And, and people don't understand that. I've spoken so many times with people that after a few months of employment, lost their job, no fault of their own, and they were happy if they were, would have been offered a week's pay when in fact they would have been owed several months pay. And, and the reason why we're doing this show is I don't want anyone listening to us now to, to fall in that, uh, under that, in that trap. I don't want anyone to be under that misapprehension that severance is this simple formula of a week's pay for every year. And, you know, I kind of like to put my money where my mouth is. So what I've done is, and we've talked about this before on the show, Manny, I've created this tool called the severance calculator uh, so that you don't want to call me. That's fine. You don't have to call me. I want to allow everyone to get this information. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, and that's it. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment. You just pick it from a drop-down menu, and that's it. It's going to tell you whether you're owed two months' pay, 24 months' pay, or anything in between. It's free. It's easy to use. It takes 10 seconds, and it's accurate. And it's the only way you can actually find out without calling a lawyer how much you're owed if you lost your job. Make it the very first place you go to, if you lost your job, or if you know someone that lost your job, tell them to use the severance calculator. Remember, friends don't let friends accept inadequate severance. 
severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, I did that, Lior. You know what? I'm owed a fortune. <laughs> and most I'm of it, surprised you're saying that. Well, most of it based on age. So there, there you go. Love to hear from you. 604-280-9898. You're listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980. On CKNW, Manny Bazunas, along with one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, Lior Samfiru. So here again, the numbers to call and ask your question of Lior, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Back in a moment. You are back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Sam Firu, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. We are heard at this hour every weekend on CKNW. Love to hear from you. You think you're working in a poisoned workplace? So many calls last week, people figuring out, this isn't the place for me. Interesting enough, Lior, on my LinkedIn feed this week, a post from a vice president of human resources where they had hired an employee, and after a month, they wanted to fire this employee, suggesting there simply wasn't a cultural fit. And I'm wondering if that's enough of a reason to get rid of somebody. And that's a very good point and very good question. And, and the short answer is it is. And, and I'm, I'm talking strictly here from a legal standpoint. So, so let's break this down. From a legal standpoint, an employer can terminate an employee's employment at any time and for any reason as long as severance is paid. Now, the exception to that, of course, is an employer cannot let someone go for discriminatory reasons. So an employer can't let someone go because of their age or race or, or uh, sexual orientation. They cannot do that. But short of that, they can, an employer can let someone go at any time and for any reason. Severance has to be paid. So in this situation, if the employer decides for its own reasons that this pers- person doesn't fit in with us culturally, then yeah, they can let him go and pay severance. But this employer may think, well, you know what? This employer has only worked for us for a month. Well, we probably don't owe them anything. Well, that would be an incorrect assumption. Even after a month, this employee could be owed a significant amount of, of severance. Depending on what employment agreement this employee did or did not sign, depending on their age, uh, their position, they could be owed even a few months' pay. So uh, it's not as simple as saying, well, a month's pay, we don't have to pay the person anything. The only way that employer would avoid paying uh, this employee severance is if the employee signed an employment agreement before they started working that allowed the employer to let them go without My apologies for a little technical glitch. It looks like we've got everything up and running. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. Let's pick up where we left off a couple of seconds ago, Lior. Uh, This vice president of human resources wanted to let a newly hired employee of only one month wanted to get rid of this employee because she figured it was not a cultural fit. And you said that you can't let someone go uh, on a discriminatory basis. If their performance was lacking, that may be one thing. But isn't that kind of a gray area? I mean, if, if the company has a culture where everybody is a conservative and you happen to be an NDPer, well, that's not a cultural fit either, right? So isn't that really discrimination? Yeah, it, it absolutely is that. And ultimately, you, you can let someone go for their political beliefs. Believe it or not, severance has to be paid. Uh, and an employer is not considered to be discriminating under the Human Rights Code if it lets someone go because of their political beliefs. Uh, if it was let, letting someone go because of religion, yeah, different situation. 
ultimately, in most of these cases, Manny, it comes down to severance. A lot of people that call me are upset because they lost their job. They're not even thinking about severance. They're thinking, well, wait a second. I didn't do anything wrong. Why did I lose my job? And unfortunately, in many of these cases, I have to tell them it's simply a matter of severance. As long as you were paid the severance that you owed, the employer has done what it's supposed to. Unfortunately, Manny, in most... Sorry, people are offered a lot less than they're actually owed. All right, let's take some calls, Lior. 604-280-9898, 604-280-9898, or star 9898 on your cell. You're listening to the Employment Hour. If you want to talk to Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, this is the hour you want to do it. Let's go to Lorne. Welcome to CKNW. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Hello. Yeah, I've got a question. Um, uh, I'm in British Columbia. I was uh, employed for four, 40 years service and uh, was let go. Um, I was given a what they told me was a two-year working severance. Is that, yep. um, is that a, a fact? Or do you know about that? So you received, you received what we call a working notice of termination. So right. we talk about severance, and in most cases, employer, when it lets someone go, the employer decides that it doesn't want the, the employee hanging around. They want them gone now, and they'll pay them severance. But another option that the employer has in meeting its obligation is to provide advance notice of termination. So as an example, if you're owed 24-month severance, one way the employer can meet that obligation is not to pay severance and to give you 24 months advance notice of your termination. So as long as 24 months is the right period of time, they would have complied with their obligation. If they let you go before then, they still have to pay you the balance of the severance, uh, but an employer is allowed, and it is fairly rare, certainly for two years, uh, but an employer is allowed to give you a uh, working notice of termination. Obviously, it's not as favorable for the employee as it would be to receive severance, but it is legal. It is legal. Okay. Well, Lauren, let me ask you, uh, are you going to accept it or are you going to keep working? No. Well, I, it was actually, it's, been, it's actually been a year and a half. Uh, I didn't really see a choice. You know, I was, um, I was let go. All right, you might want to talk to Lior about that. You're under that statute of limitations, Lior, that we've talked about on previous shows. That's right, that's right. And, and ultimately, I suspect that two years would be a good amount because the maximum generally, and this is important for our listeners to know, the maximum amount of severance or notice that an employee is owed is two years' pay. Uh, happy to still talk, happy to make sure that you're, you've been treated fairly and that there's nothing there that they should be giving you that they have not yet given you. We're going to give Lauren uh, your number off the air but that raises another point, I think, Lior, uh, quickly before we go to more calls. And that is, why would anyone want to stay on the job if they can take this two-year severance money as opposed to reporting for work and then go double-dip and get another job? Yeah, and, and obviously for the employee, there's no question the employee would rather get severance. But it is ultimately the employer's choice. If the employer chooses to meet its obligations by giving notice, working notice, it can do that. Most employers don't do that for the reason that I said. If I decided that, Manny, I don't want you working for me, uh, I, I'm, if I tell you that, I don't want you hanging around because, you know, you, you, do I then worry you're not going to do a good job? Are you going to be putting everyone else down? So if I'm going to tell you that you're le- leaving this job, I'd probably want you gone right away. Some employers choose not to do that and to give notice, 
And at that point, it simply becomes a question of whether the amount of notice that they gave was adequate. 604-280-9898, 604-280-9898, or star 9898. On your cell, you are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980, CKNW, Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. Al, welcome to CKNW. Oh, hi. Uh, I have a comment about the severance uh, pay. Uh, I'm a construction worker in British Columbia, and uh, right. there's no severance for construction workers uh, if they get terminated. And also, even if they get terminated, let's say, for discriminatory action under Part 3, Division 6 of the Workers' Compensation Act, that is like such an uphill battle to to, uh, to even fight for uh, uh, unlawful termination under the Workers' Compensation Act. So I just wanted to make sure that there's any construction workers out there thinking they're going to get a severance pay, that it, it's, that option is not open for construction workers. Am I correct? Al. No, you're absolutely wrong, Alan. I'm so happy you made this call. That is completely, completely wrong. And here's where that confusion comes from. As a construction employee, you may have different minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act. Construction employees are not covered by the Employment Standards Act. But your full severance entitlements, governed by what we call the common law, is exactly the same as any other employee. So not only do you get severance, Al, as a construction employee, you get the exact same amount of severance as your colleagues that are not in construction, based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. I, I've spoken with so many people over the years that were shocked by this. They thought, wait a second, construction, everyone knows construction doesn't get severance. Absolutely wrong. You absolutely get severance. A lot of employers don't realize that. But if you've lost your job and you didn't get severance, you've been wrongfully dismissed, Al. No questions about it. Well, they just say layoff because of shortage of work. Uh, that's the same uh, same thing They uh, as uh, I should get severance then? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. If, if you no, are no longer working, it's very simple. If you now are, are out of a job, you're no longer working, call it a layoff, call it a termination, call it a dismissal. It doesn't matter. You are owed severance. Now, the only way you wouldn't get severance is if you did something horrible, you, you were stealing or you, you were uh, harassing someone, then, yeah, maybe that, that disqualifies you from severance. That's what we call a termination for cause. But short of that, out, you and everyone else working in construction, it's so important. You have to remember, you do get severance. You can also use the severance calculator. We talked about that earlier to find out exactly how much you're owed. So what, what is the uh, time limit on uh, going to, to get this uh, severance uh, as a construction worker? Two years. Right. Now, just like with everyone else, it's two years. two years. So when did you lose your job? I've lost probably three in the last two years. So each one of those... Well, Al, listen, then we're, each we're, one of those... Al, sorry, we're, we're, ahead, we're up against a hard break here. Al, what I want you to do is hang on. And if you've got more questions for Lior, we can either take you on the other side of our news break at the bottom of the hour, or you can get a hold of Lior off the air, and uh, Matt on the other side of the glass will be happy to give you the numbers. But I want Al to make sure that he spreads the word around Lior to give us a call, 604-280-9898, or during the week, toll-free, 1-855-821-5900. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas, back in a moment. Ah, yes, you are back to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Semfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, we are heard 
at this hour every weekend on this radio station. Uh, take advantage of uh, Lior's legal expertise. After all, he is one of the top labor and employment lawyers right across the nation. We're taking your calls live, 604-280-9898, 604-280-9898, or star 9898 on your cell. We'll pick up the tab on that. Great call from Al just before the break, Lior. So many thousands of construction workers. I mean, I see the cranes from my 21st floor studio. <laughs> we, we, we've got literally, like most other places in the country, but certainly here, thousands of construction workers. And when Al said that the prevailing wisdom on the construction sites among his fellow construction workers, if they're laid off for what their employer said is, quote, unquote, lack of work, that they're not owed anything. I'm so glad that he called and you are able to straighten um, out that particular issue that regardless of what your employer tells you, if you are let go, you are owed severance. So we hope we clarify that. And I know Al was uh, anxious to get a hold of you uh, during the week. Let's take some more calls at 280-9898-280-9898. Bob, welcome to CKNW. Yes, hello. Uh, I'm calling... uh, I'm uh, kind of curious to know if an employer can mandate that all employees must sign a a non-compete and a non-disclosure statements, and uh, or is that just limited for senior people? And uh, if so, what are the repercussions? Is a company required to keep you whole for the length of that period of time? And what is considered a reasonable time? Uh, one year, two years, or less? Excellent questions, Bob. So let me answer those as best that I can. First of all, with respect to non-compete, let me make it very clear, and you can always say you heard me say this right on the radio, is for the most part, non-competes are not enforceable. Our courts have said, we don't like terms that prevent people from earning a living. So because of that, we're not going to enforce them. So you may think, okay, great, not enforceable, so who cares, let's move on. Well, not so fast. The reason why I say not so fast is because let's think about the employer trying to enforce a non-compete clause, even if it's otherwise unenforceable. Well, what's going to happen then? The employee, if the employee violates a non-compete clause, the employer is probably going to take legal action against the employee. Now, two years later and a lot of legal fees later, that employer is going to lose. But in the meantime, the employee's life could still be made quite miserable. So the bottom line is we should never, ever disregard a non-compete clause. If we're the employee, we can't say, ah, it's unenforceable, so I'm just going to sign it. Who cares? I remember Lior saying that on the radio. We have to take it seriously. The only time it's going to be enforceable, it's for the most senior people. And we're talking about the executives, you know, your, your presidents, your vice presidents, your, your CFOs. For those, yes, it's going to be enforceable as long as it's reasonable. Usually reasonable would be nothing less, uh, nothing more than a year. Uh, and also depends on the location. If the employee can't compete anywhere in Canada, that may be deemed unreasonable. If it's uh, if it's just limited, let's say, to Vancouver, then an employer or uh, the court may consider it to be enforceable. So keep those things in mind with respect to a non-disclosure. Those are enforceable. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, an employee should always agree not to disclose things that are otherwise private and confidential, and there should be no time limit on that. What, it can't what be a about situation the that after that what's in your head yep. is yours. 
Right. I agree. So we should define, we have to define what's confidential information. Confidential information are, are things that are unique to the employer that's not otherwise in the public domain. Uh, it, it's, it's something that's unique to this employer that they do differently, that's special to them, that the public can't just go on Google and find out about. If we define it properly, then yes. If it's overly broad, it's not going to be enforceable. So it is, from an employer standpoint, it is a good idea to have employees sign those types of agreements, but the time to have them sign it is at the beginning of the employment relationship. Not a good idea, not enforceable, to go to an employee that's already working and say, hey, employee, I need you to sign this document right now. The time to have it signed is before the employee starts working. So if you decide not to sign it, that could be reason for not to be hired. Yes, an employer can say, "Here's this is part of the employment agreement, this is, this is part of the employment package, uh, and if you don't sign it, we won't hire you. Yes, that, that is absolutely fine for an employer to do. What, they can't say, well, you, you're already working, so if you don't sign this, we're going to fire you, but they can avoid uh, making an offer or, or withdrawing a job offer if the employee does not sign. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Bob, we appreciate Thanks, your call Bob. to CKNW this evening. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is a toll free number to get a hold of Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, through the week, or you can email him help at employmenthour dot com. But for the rest of this hour, we're taking your calls live six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight or star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell. David, welcome to CKNW. I have a gentleman friend who is a teacher at one of the big. Uh, learning institutions, and he was on a contract basis for three years, and he was favorably rehired every year. But when the fourth year came around, when he would have been eligible for all kinds of benefits and, and et cetera, et cetera, they told him he wasn't meeting up to the standards that they wanted, and they let him go flatly, no severance, no nothing. Now, David, was he part of a union? No. Okay, so here's how it works, and this is a very another very important cause. Uh, so usually when someone is working on a fixed-term agreement, let's say it's an agreement for a year, at the end of that agreement, if the agreement is not extended, the employer does not owe severance because the employee would have had advance notice for a year, in that example, of, of when employment is going to come to an end. So you may think, okay, well, this, this teacher's contract ended, so he's not owed anything. Well, not so fast. You told me that he had already had three, three contracts, you know, one year, two year, three year. What happens is when you sign a series of fixed term contracts, after about two or three of them, the law just considers you to be a regular indefinite employee because you're not, you're no longer expecting to lose your job. You assume your, your contract is going to be extended again. So the bottom line is your friend is very, very likely owed severance based on the three or so years that he's been working. And if he's a teacher, and, and how old is he, David? 50. So he could be owed as much as six months' pay, okay, as much as six months' pay. And it's because he signed these series of agreement. So, David, it's extremely important that you have him give me a call at the office uh, anytime this week. Happy to chat with him. This is a very straightforward matter. Excellent. I'm happy to hear that. Can I have a number where I can reach you at, please? Yeah, we'll give you the number off air for sure, uh, David. But if you've got a pen handy quickly, toll free 1-855-821-5900. My phone is breaking up so badly, I'm going to wait and talk to the fellow off the air. Sounds but I good. appreciate your input. Thank you, well, sir. We appreciate, we appreciate your call. 
604-280-9898 is how you get a hold of Lior Samfiru. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas at the helm of the ship for the rest of this hour. 604-280-9898. You mentioned the word union, uh, Lior, and you asked David if uh, the teacher friend was a part of the union this week. Uh, A ton of employees were let go from our two major newspapers here. They were offered uh, buyout packages, or several were offered uh, buyout packages. But these were unionized employees. Does that play into the negotiation you have with the employer uh, when these people are, in fact, or were members of the union? Yeah, it it does change it in a big way. And a lot of our listeners, unfortunately, are going to be disappointed but what I'm about to say, and, and here's how it works. First of all, when it comes to severance for unionized employees, a lot of what I said doesn't actually applies, apply because for unionized employees, the amount of severance that they would be owed is outlined in the collective agreement. And in the vast majority of cases, 99.9% of the cases, the, the, that severance is going to be a lot less than for non-union employees. So when you lose your job as a union employee, you're going to get pennies on the dollar than from, uh, in comparison to your, your uh, non-unionized colleagues. Now, beyond that, in terms of negotiating, only the union is allowed to deal with, with that issue or really any employment dispute because it's the union that has the agreement with the employer. It's actually not the employee that has the relationship with the employer. It's the union. So a unionized employee is actually not allowed to hire a lawyer to deal with their employer. It has to be the union. And I get calls every day, Manny, saying, my union's not helping me, and maybe they're not doing a good job, they're not very interested. I want you to help me, Lior. And, and the, the unfortunate part is that I can't, and, and no lawyer can. By law, there's no, there's no ability to help a unionized employee. It has to be the union. There's no exceptions to that. Well, one of the words that jumped out at me on this particular story about these newspaper people who were let go. Uh, Many of them were offered buyout packages. And I'm wondering if that word buyout, at least this is what immediately struck me, Lior, was buyout. I'm offered a buyout. To me, that's an ultimatum. Either you take it or we fire you. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if they're offering something that's less than what your termination entitlements are, you're going to say, okay, then go ahead and let me go. Because once you let me go, the law takes care. The law dictates what you're owed. So you're not there looking for a handout or a favor. Uh, if you're offered uh, $10,000, but if you're terminated, you're owed $25,000, well, why would you accept the $10,000? Uh, ultimately, it's up to the. Uh, it's not up to the employer. And again, in, in a non-union situation, to decide what they want to pay you, uh, it's not up to them at all. Uh, they may you not want to pay you anything. Well, too bad. If the law says the employee should have a certain amount of severance, a certain amount of money, they have to pay it. Uh, and, and a lot of employers, uh, man, and this is so important. They assume and assume correctly. The 9 out of 10 people that they're going to offer inadequate severance to are going to accept that inadequate severance because they're not going to know any better. Uh, so these are pretty good odds. So, and they figure if we have to pay the appropriate severance to just 1 out of 10 people, those are, again, good odds. We've saved a lot of money. And I, I'm trying to, to spread the words and spread the message for at least the people listening to us t- today. Don't be one of those 9 people. Be, one, be the one person that does understand what they're owed, that does negotiate severance. And, and the unfortunate part is people assume that even if they want to negotiate, it's going to be difficult. It's not, Manny. In most cases, it's very straightforward. 
Got lots of people want to talk to you. We're going to get to your calls when we come back from this break. Want to remind you, you're listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. Love to hear from you. 604-280-9898. Back with more of your calls in a moment. Oh boy, time flies when you're having this much fun. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. Manny Bazunas, along with Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you have been fired uh, within the last two years and you still haven't signed off on a package, if you think you're going to be fired, if you're working in a poisoned office, uh, these are all questions that Lior can answer off the top of his head. Uh, we have uh, so many people want to talk to you in our remaining moments. Lior, let's go to John. John, welcome to CKNW. Yes, I um, work in uh, downtown Vancouver for a company, and they would uh, lay you off, and then instead of um, saying separated, it would say dismissed. And they did this to hundreds of, hundreds of employees. Now, John, was this a unionized position? Non-union, work, but we worked down at Canada Place and the Convention Center. And 99% okay. of the employees are new immigrants to Canada. Yeah, and it, that's unfortunate, and I'm not, not surprised that you say that. A lot of employers think they could take advantage and, and that the people are not going to know what their rights are. So first of all, your, your question specifically was about the record of employment that says dismissed. The problem with saying dismissed is because that may tell the government that decides whether someone should get employment insurance that the person was let go for doing something wrong. So that may disqualify them from getting employment insurance. So think about it. You, you pay into employment insurance, you pay premiums so that you have that if you lose your job, and then you're disqualified because the employer uh, filled the form incorrectly. Well, if that ever happens, by the way, John, to you, to the people that you know, to any of our listeners, Give me a call. I assure you, one letter from me to the employer is going to give them enough of a kick in the pants to, to change that document and fill it out correctly. But there's potentially, John, a bigger issue here than just the, the record of employment. is Because if these people lost their jobs, you said 100 people or whatever it is, they're, of course, owed severance. And, and, and So they're owed severance. Do you know if they received severance? Uh, no, they didn't. But I was actually, actually, I'm born in this country, and I know my rights. And I was actually able to get it straightened out. But I feel so sorry for the hundreds and hundreds that yeah. we're taking advantage of. Yeah, and I do as well. And I see that all the time. And, and you know, you're doing the right thing by making this call. And hopefully you and I and anyone listening to us can spread the word that there are rights and, and there are laws. And actually, they're so good. The laws for that protect employees when it comes to employment law. The rights are very good. They're very extensive, yeah. but you and have to be willing to enforce them. For, especially when the employer actually works for the BC government. Sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So you know that's that's a lesson for everyone listening to us. Don't don't uh, don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Don't be afraid of understanding what your legal rights are. Give me a call if you don't like me. Call an employment lawyer. But it's so important that that you understand and, and you enforce what your legal rights. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate the call, John. 604-280-9898. few minutes remaining. Happy to take your calls to Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. Can it be safely assumed, Lior, that most major employers lack the moral compass to do what's right? They are going to do the minimum. 
in this case, with these mostly uh, new immigrants working for this government agency, they knew that if they offered the minimum, they might be able to get away with it because uh, these folks simply do not know the law. The other thing that you have mentioned on past shows, which I think is really critically important, uh, do not consult only the World Wide Web when trying to figure out what you might be owed. It's a little like going to, as I mentioned before, WebMD to diagnose your sore back. Yeah, not a good idea at all. And many employers generally, when it comes to to the rights of their employees, fall into one of two categories. Either the employer itself does not know and appreciate what their obligations are. They want to do the right thing, but they don't know. They think maybe, well, yeah, I only owe you two weeks pay. They think that legitimately. And they may may be under the same misapprehension as the employee. Uh, That's one category. The other category, as you said, are employers that know well what their obligations are, but they hope and believe that the employee doesn't know or won't want to do something about it. Uh, and, and certainly in those cases, that, that's, that's wrong, uh, and an employer shouldn't do that. But bottom line is it's the responsibility of the employee. The employee can't count on their employer. The employee has to make sure that they understand what their rights are, they enforce those rights, no one else is going to do it for them. Well, you did something for a lady. We talked about it in the first segment of the show. Uh, 40-some years old, 48 years old, I believe uh, she said, in sales for four years, offered four-week severance, got a hold of Lior Samfiru, and uh, was owed six months. So uh, it was worth the call, <laughs> for sure. 604-280-9898 is our telephone number to reach. Lior Samfiru, one of the nation's leading employment lawyers. You are listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. Annette, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. I, I just have a question. Um, my girlfriend um, quit her job, and she quit because she didn't really get along well with her boss, but she thought, you know, I'm just going to move along. But then when she was applying for other jobs, if she wasn't getting any of them, so then she became worried that maybe he wasn't giving her a good reference. So she asked me to pretend that I was a company calling for a reference, and I called, and he was giving her a terrible reference. He was saying that uh, she was disruptive, she was chatty, she doesn't follow instructions. Um, but that was more of a personality conflict that the two of them had. The fact was that she always got her work done. She was on time. She had low absenteeism. She always got her bonuses. Like Things were really good, except he personally didn't like her, and he was the one giving her references. So we don't know. she doesn't know what to do now that she knows that he's making it hard for her to get another job. Right. Well, the first thing that she has to do is she has to make him stop because she'll never get a job if he continues to do this. And the, the, the best way to, get, to make him stop, as I was telling an earlier caller to, uh, today, let me send him a letter. Okay. I promise that with the letter from me saying, you stop or else, he'll stop. And at least now she knows that, that she won't have to face this problem. But that's that's one issue. The other aspect of this is she's already presumably lost several jobs, and if he's effectively lying, that could be defamation. That could be what we call uh, interference with contractual relations, both of which potentially entitle her to compensation. Uh, so she may want to call me and discuss this, but as a first step, Annette, I'd have her give me a call right away. Let's get him to stop. As soon as we get him to stop, we can have a discussion about do we want to pursue compensation. But let's get him to stop so she can get a job. Okay, thank you very much. That's kind of what we thought, too. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly uh, minds can be changed with a letter from a lawyer. One of the other questions that is often asked of me, and I 
I hesitate to give the answer because I'm I'm not I'm not doing the negotiating. Laura Sanf, uh, Leor Sanfiru is doing the negotiating. But how does it how does it work when someone comes to an employment lawyer like yourself, Leor, and all of a sudden now they're in uh, you know they're in the the legal maze? Uh, how is it that they are paying? What are the fees? How do you know? I mean, this is the first thing people say. I got to go hire a lawyer. Like I don't have the money for that. Right. How does it work? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> exactly. And first of all, it's actually not so much of a maze when it comes to these matters. Other types of disputes, you know, divorces, uh, personal injury, criminal matters can certainly be lengthy, complicated, time consuming, etc. When it comes to employment disputes, for the most part, Manny, they're straightforward and oftentimes resolved very, very quickly, sometimes within a couple of weeks, sometimes a bit more, but not much more. So that's number one. A lot of people are afraid of the process and they shouldn't be. But in terms of the, your question, a lot of my clients, most of my clients are people that lost their job. By definition, they don't have a lot of money. They just lost their job. So there's a, lot, a number of payment options, including contingency, deferred fees, and in almost all these cases, we work on the employer paying back or compensating the employee for legal fees. And certainly, it never costs anything to talk. I think that everyone has a right to understand what their legal entitlements and legal rights are. Give me a call. At the very least, you'll know what what's in front of you, and you can make an informed decision. Toll-free, 1-855-821-5900 is Lior's number during the week, or you can email him, help at employmenthour.com. You have been listening to the Employment Hour on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas, along with one of the nation's leading employment lawyers, Lior Samfiru. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.